0: Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer.
1: Hey, welcome back in. This show is Mark Rheinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard.
2: The subject is demonology. The thing about any time that you teach on these subjects, oh, everybody's interested. I used to talk about back years ago when I was real stupid and real young in the ministry. And I could, I could get an auditorium and do demonology and fill it up. I could go get the same auditorium and do something on the fruit of the Spirit and you wouldn't have but a little old section show up. Because nobody ever seemed to think that, that fruit of the Spirit was too important. Uh, but, but the thing about the spirit world, it's so intriguing. Because it's really there. Did you notice tonight when I prayed... Did you notice that I bound up the powers of darkness, the powers of Satan? In this room tonight, there's both. There's light and there's darkness. Right here, with us and amongst us. Unfortunately, a few of you have got some of it inside of you, all right? Which we can take care of that before the weekend's out, in the name of Yeshua. But very few people are given the opportunity to look over into the supernatural world. There's not very many people ever get to see what I see on a regular basis, and I know that. And because of that, that was the reason the Lord God began to orchestrate this some 30 years ago into what you're about to hear this weekend. Because in order for us to prepare you to go through what we're going through, there are some things, brothers and sisters, that the church failed to teach you. Not because they didn't want you to have the information or the knowledge. They failed to teach you because, bless God, they didn't know to teach you. you. You can't teach something that you're not living. And where people get in the most trouble with this thing is they get to try imagining that they're hearing a voice. Uh-oh, that got quiet, didn't it? Or, bless God, they're in a position where <laughs> they're hearing a voice. And I hope that you've been with us long enough to have studied thoroughly the things that I do on prophets and prophecies. And if not, it's outside on the table. Pick them up. That is 99.9, I'll get it in a minute, absolute familiar spirits. This is a dangerous game to enter into. It's dangerous. You can change lives, and you can learn, and you can ruin lives, because of what you see. I've always told people, when it comes to deliverance, you know, if you can't see the spirit, oh my, you mean you see spirits? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm one of those weird people. If you can't see that spirit inside of that person, how are you going to know whether it comes out or not? Better yet, how are you going to know that the if there's more than one, that the one that you're after? came out, you're not. Oh, but the blood of Jesus. Let's don't get into that tonight. Teaching, knowledge, knowledge that lies within the prophetic office is what the church has to have. But the church closes bowels unto us. Because why? Does anybody here think that I have any pastoral ability? You don't, do you? No, he's an old bulldog. He'll take your head off. Well, we won't talk about where it will end up being. But. but the spirit world works. If the spirit world convince you that that is of God and you follow this way, when God wants you going that way, guess what? You're going the wrong way. The spirit world has won. You'll never amount to enough and, and hurt the the, the kingdom of darkness to make any difference as long as they can draw you away. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. That is the power of our enemy, to be able to deceive and to be able to draw us in another direction other than the way that God wants us to go. And we have done a lot of things up to this this point in time that I think that if you'll add to or think about and put into this thing, that will make a lot of sense. Uh now let's go to if you will Daniel the 10th chapter Daniel 10 Daniel 10 Now I talked about in one of the sessions that we had about a about a two kingdom about a two kingdom system And we're going to we're going to I'm not going to get into I'm not sure how deep we're going to get to this but it's important that you understand That this is a two-kingdom system. It is a system which you and I can see, and then there is a system over into the unseen world, the supernatural world, that, as I said before, few people are going to see into until the day that they give up the ghost. Now, Daniel 10, the twelfth verse. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before the Lord, uh, before the, the God, thy God. We'll get it here in a minute. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. So he said, you know, Daniel, from the first time that you set your heart, you begin to fast, you begin to seek the Lord God. He said, he said, and I am come for your words. Words are the most powerful things on this universe. Always have been, or within this universe, I'm sorry, and always will be. Words create. You know, we, we went through a whole lot last, uh, last quarterly of trying to get you to understand that, that uh, the images, the images that you create about any given subject are going to do one of two things. They're either going to take you over the top or they're going to take you under And so we we, we diligently went at the fact of trying to get you to change the way you think, to change the images in which you place in your minds. And you can do that. And I'm sure if you, and again, uh, that's all of that, by the way, all last uh, quarterly is out on the table. So you can pick that up. And there are hours upon hours upon hours that you're going to be able to study and learn. I, I also want to say something. One of the brothers called me this week, and, and, uh, or I called him. Or I think he called me back. And anyway, he said, you know something, prophet? I've got it. I said, you got it? He said, yes, I've got it. He said, now I understand what the purpose of temptation was all about. Now, I'm going to tell you something, I'm only going to guess. But this brother has listened to this material over and over and over again. You know what he said? He said, every time I go through this, there's something else comes out that I didn't get from the time before. The words that are anointed of God are spirit and life. And they will change your life. That's a, the that's a reason that material out there, and the reason that, we, that you know, we absolutely just plead with you to keep studying the material. Our, our fellowship leaders, they teach the material. They don't teach their ideas. That day comes, they're out the door. We want you to get this material in your head, down into your heart. But the brother said, I've got it now. I understand what that really means. Now, this brother <laughs> has a fine anointing, okay? And bless God, it, and I got off the phone and I thought, you know, if, if, if he has gone this long, and some people say, well, maybe he's just dumb. No, dumb's got nothing to do with this thing. What it's got to do with this thing is, bless God, understanding that God gives you in these Holy Scriptures exactly the amount of His Word and anointing where you live right now today. That's that's what this is about. It's not about you reading this stuff and studying all of a sudden. Well, me and the prophet, I need to be on one side of the stage, the prophet on the other side of the stage, and here we go. And you'd be surprised. In a month's time, how many people write to me and suggest that maybe we do that? Well, an old boy said one time, over my dead body. And I'll say the same, over my dead body, all right? But the interesting thing here is the fact of what he said. He said, I am come for thy words. Number one, it's very important that you pray the right words. Paramount. That you get yourself in a position that you understand. If if the Lord God is going to come for the words that I'm praying, then I you know, and he will. No respect for persons, the scripture says. So when you pray, now there are some prayers that aren't going to be heard. Prayers of doubt and unbelief. And 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 then there's also you gotta understand, there's prayers that are not gonna be answered ever. And we have given you that through the through the Holy Covenant that we did uh, quarterlies ago, the people that don't keep the covenant, their prayers are not going to be answered. See, and at that point in time, that's when I begin to say to you is, was, I'm sorry, that the fact, most of Christianity pray and nothing happened. Every once in a while, you get the opportunity to get around a real man, a real woman of God that's anointed. And then if you're real fortunate, you can get around an absolute major prophet of God that operates into that world through the anointing. But you have to realize that, bless God, that this thing is orchestrated by God. You have to understand that, bless God, you're going to have to say what you mean and mean what you say and stay connected to what it is that you did say. And, you know, we've gone through that about the thing with faith trying to teach you that, bless God, you can't get into this thing. There's no way to get into it and, bless God, do the way you did in the Pentecost, the charismatic or any other movement. You can't start praying and saying, God, heal me as such and such, and then turn around and say, oh, I think I'm sick. You can't. That, it doesn't, the Bible says it doesn't work. You know, a, a man that wavereth is like the wave of, uh, waves of the sea, isn't it? He's tossed and turned. And that man will receive what? Nothing from the Lord God. So what we're trying to do is to build upon the cornerstone of Yeshua, Jesus, a sure foundation, a foundation of which anybody, bless God, you don't have to be a theologian, you don't have to have an IQ of a genius. He did bring the gospel to the poor, didn't he? Poor of money, poor of mind, poor of spirit. He gave it to us, everybody. So it's the thing. And, and the thing that started me in a lot of the, my journey with God into the areas that I'm in today even is because I was concerned why your prayers weren't being answered. I, 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 in fact, I think we've already done the thing on fasting and prayer. We did, didn't we? And it's out there. But what I began to realize is so many of you pray. If I was to ask right now, and you don't have to raise your hand, I don't think there's anybody in this room that doesn't pray. And if I was also to ask, out of every ten prayers that you pray, how many do you think God answers? Some of you might say one, some of you might say two, and some of you might be real stupid and lie and say all of them. Okay? But I know better. Because there is another world over here the unseen side of this thing. And and what is his place? We'll get in a little while. It's to steal, to kill, and destroy. Now, the 13th verse says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in twenty days. What do you mean, withstood him? Well, he's an angel of God. How how could the prince of Persia, how could he get in the middle of this thing? But there was a battle that went on and it lasted 21 days, all right, 21 days. But, lo, Michael, the archangel, one of the chief princesses came to help me. He said, I had to get help. So are the powers of darkness strong and tough? That must be. He said, I had to call the archangel Michael into this battle, and he came in to help me and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, first off, the prince of Persia, uh, and that battle was up in the heavenlies, if you will, against God's messenger-bearing angel. Okay? Now, when you begin to, and again, we have that all out there, about, I think there's a DVD out there of 75 of the uh, angel visitations that I could uh, sit down and write out and remember to write out. And the thing that, that 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 they have told me in the past is that I come from the throne room of God to deliver his message. Message bearing angels. That's what they are. They they they're not going to come down and and uh, they just from the throne room bring the message and they leave. That that's what they do, all right? A lot of people have got a lot of funny uh, ideas or funny things that they've tried to say about these angels that just ain't true, okay? Now, the prince of uh, 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 Persia was a spirit being. Remember, this was happening. This was on the supernatural side of this thing. Now, the other thing you need to understand, that bless God, that the the, the seen kingdom, the unseen kingdom, as I said, bless God, they're real. Now, the the seen kingdom is with with earthly human beings. That's us, okay? Now, the the unseen kingdom is with both the angelic and satanic forces, or angels. Both. Turn with me to the book of Luke, the fifth chapter. Luke 5. I'm sorry, Luke 4. Who knows, we might go to Luke 5. you know, when I pulled in the parking lot this evening and all these tents were out back, I said, behold, Ephraim. The tents of Ephraim. Hallelujah. Luke 4, starting in the 5th and 6th verses. And the angel, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whosoever I will give it. Now, you know, that, 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 that's quite a thing. Now, understand what he's saying. He must have some kind of power, okay? He said, and glory. There must be something about this glory thing that is delivered unto him. And he said, I can give this. To whomsoever I will, I will give it. Now, I I want to make a statement here that I have made for years that has literally made uh, congregations and pastors more than a little aggravated at me. There is more than a real possibility that Satan is in operation in a lot of the church. Well, that can't be. Wait a minute. He has glory. He has power. You said, "Well, I'm sorry. I- I'm sorry. You know, nothing can happen to me because now I'm a Christian, filled with the Holy Ghost." And I mean, I mean, uh, you know, the devil had. Now, wait a minute. Now, is this scriptural babble, or is this scriptural truth that you're speaking? Because you see, as I as I contacted uh, or, or did uh, through the contact of the word into this thing with, uh, with prophets and prophecies, I begin to show you that even Paul himself, the great apostle Paul, didn't know the difference between familiar spirits when he first was approached, uh, when this old gal followed him around that was a soothsayer, remember? And after many days, not just after 10 minutes, 20 seconds, 3 hours, many days, then Paul knew what that spirit was. But this gal followed them around and prophesied to them as being great men of God, bringing salvation. Now, folks, if Paul didn't know, odds are you don't know either. Odds are. Now, we teach some very definite ways of being able to, to wade through that, if you will, and begin to teach you how you can know. And that's it's paramount. If you're, if you're going to be around people that saying God said this or God said that, or I'm having a dream, or I had this visitation, or I had that visitation, you want to understand something. That's going to do one of two things to you. It's either going to bless you because it's from God, and if it's not from God, it curses both the person that prophesied it and the people that listen. You don't want that to happen in your lives. There are a lot of good, absolute, Christian, Holy Ghost-filled people today that can't be blessed because they have been around nothing but curses and don't even know it. Can the Bema, the pulpit, can it have people standing here using the name of Yeshua, Jesus, and bless God, be working in the powers of darkness? Listen to me. Yes, there can. Yes, there is. And most of what absolutely is. And nobody knows. I have said for years, if a pastor or any other minister is not willing... Quite frequently, to use these words, God said, they soon will be down the road. The church demands spirituality, or most of it does. Demands, bless God, that, 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 that you think that, they're, that, that who they're sitting under, Pastor, that he is oh so high and lifted up in the supernatural world. These are dangerous directions. These are part of what's got the church in trouble, dug a hole deep enough that I truly think it would be easier just to push the dirt in on top of the church than try to resurrect the church out of the dirt. Now, folks, I am going to tell you why these things happen. And most of you have heard me say this a number of times. Revelation knowledge only comes from real prophets, seasoned prophets, prophets that have been through two kinds of hell several times. That's the way revelation knowledge comes. Revelation knowledge does not come to the pastors, to the evangelists, to the teachers, or even even really to the apostles. It is set, because why? We are the mouthpieces of God. God said in Amos, he said, I'll do nothing except I first reveal my secret unto my servants, the prophets. So you see, and I've said so many times and that my job is to bring revelation knowledge. The revelation knowledge that real prophets bring are things that you do not know, have not been taught at the local church. Now I want everybody in this room that's been around me over a year to raise your hand if in fact you've heard things that you never heard in the local church. Put your hand up there. Not bad, is it? You can put them down. And that's what we do. That's that, that's the calling, that's the that's the destiny. And, bless God, when you get out from under that, there is anything. So now, the church said unto the prophets, stay away, there aren't any, the apostles are all dead, it's over. And that's what the church told us. Now, how was revelation knowledge going to reach the hands of the people? Revelation knowledge, straight from the throne room, revelation knowledge brings life, Revelation knowledge opens your eyes to what God, listen to me, what God wants you to have, to understand, to learn, and to walk in, in that generation and time. That is what revelation knowledge is. It doesn't come, bless God, because you're a good old boy, a good old girl, and you spend two hours a day praying. It doesn't happen that way. So that And that's the reason I taught you. Then the rest of the ministry takes the revelation knowledge. You've heard Donna. She's a great teacher. She'll take my stuff and she'll teach into it. And bless God, all of a sudden, another light bulb comes on. What's that about? She's a teacher anointed to take the Word and bless God from this prophet, the revelation knowledge, and open it up and let you look at it in just a little different way that it will be more meaningful to you in the end than the revelation of the prophet. Is anybody listening? See, this isn't a one-man show. Never set up by God the fact that the prophets were more important than anybody else, but the church has to have the prophets, the real prophets. So when, when, when you begin to, 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 to look at and to begin to dabble toward or into the fact, we've got, we got a problem because we've got a supernatural world that nobody can see in, for the most part. Then we've got this natural world, bless your hearts, that bless God, this is such a pain in the rump. You know You know what I mean? We love our brothers and sisters, bless them with our rock, Lord. You know what I'm saying. Right? Come on. It's all right. Like I said, we may not be able to fall in love with each other for a while, but we'll just start out by just trying to like each other, okay? Who knows? We'll mess around and fall in love later, and we will, okay? We will. So so as, as the Lord himself was being told this, uh, the the authority now and, and now if you go all the way back to Adam now he wasn't but in a sense he was the god of this world at that time I mean he was the only person on it all right and 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 he had some uh, what kind of authority did he have uh, not much of course his sweet uh, wife helped him out by <laughs> destroying what little he had Second Corinthians 4.4. Second Corinthians four Hallelujah Hallelujah 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. The God of this world. Now he's talking about a God of this world. Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Here Satan is being called the God of the world, of this world. We're told in the scripture that Daniel's prayer got through the very first day satanic forces in the heavens were endeavoring to intercept those answers from the throne room you mean that the, you mean that there's there's demons trying to stop the angels that are coming from the throne room to answer our prayers yeah they are set they are set they are waiting oh here comes oh What's his name, that angel? Well, wait a minute. You don't need that answer down. Let's stop this thing. And so they, they battle. Not with, not with the in the sense that we do with knives and guns and hand grenades and bombs and all that. They fight supernaturally. Now, do they have strength? Evidently enough that it hindered the messenger angel for 21 days. Because this is, again, the Scripture says, on that very moment, that day, he said, I heard. We heard your prayers. I came for your prayers. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's problems at the, in the home camp, right? And that's what happened. Now, uh, satanic forces, never, and, and bless God, you see, as they endeavor, one of the things that we started out in our walk together. Now, when I say when we began our walk together, Do you understand where the walk's going to end? It's going to end in the land of Israel. You are among the very few that has any knowledge of the fact that God is going to take, after gathering the ten lost tribes, back to the homeland, the land of our forefathers, from which we had been driven to the four corners of this earth. But there would be a day come that God said, I will forgive the sin." Of Ephraim, I will forgive his sins, and I will draw him, and I will bring him back, and make him a mighty nation, along with Judah. Okay, what's left of Judah? Now, with that going, with that being said, we we began we began this 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 walk, but trying to get you to understand that there is darkness, and darkness is out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is their job. And most of us as Christians say, Well, that can't happen now. Now that I got Jesus, I got the blood of Jesus, and I got the Holy Ghost, nothing by no means can harm me. That is a true statement, if in fact you will adhere unto the Word of God and understand that you're going to have to keep see in the last days God said that I will send back Elijah, the spirit of Elijah. I will send that spirit back to this earth, and he now see People get thinking, well that is a spirit Elijah asks unto just everywhere on the earth and everybody no no no. It says and he will restore now listen A L L A double all things. Never before in the history of mankind until now has that scripture been fulfilled, and it has been fulfilled before your eyes. Because God is now restoring everything. What was one thing that, 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 bless God, that we used to have, that, bless God, we don't have anymore as Christians? The Holy Covenant. The keeping of the festivals, New Moon, Rosh Hashanah, and Shabbat. Then you mean God's going to restore? If He doesn't, He's a liar. Some of you need to hear this because some of you got friends and family. that. <laughs> coming at you like a bulldozer. But you see, that has to be restored. And as you've heard me teach through the Holy Covenant, that bless God, that without the Holy Covenant, you're walking in a curse all the time and don't even know it. So after your lie eyes have been enlightened, or the scales have fallen from your eyes, and you begin to receive or begin to understand that this that, that, that this thing is real. That we are now enters, uh, re- entering in to one of the most exciting and most powerful times that's ever been on the face of the earth, and brothers and sisters, the church, for the most part, is sound asleep and snoring and knows it not. Where's the power going to come from? The Lord God. Who's going to be the recipient of that power? Those that are keeping the covenant and the testimony of His Holy Son. Thus says the Scriptures. And yet, at the same time, if the church was going to walk in all this power and this glory, where do we have to go to see that? Well, I can answer that one for you, prophet. Just turn on the TV and all of our big, all of our big heroes, our televangelists. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be turning the TV on no more. But you don't. See, I think that I'll begin to be one of the greatest uh, the, the pieces of revelation I've had in a long, long time when I begin to realize people can't discern truth. Can't discern truth. Oh, they're so spiritual. Well, the Lord God showed me last week, prophet, that I'm supposed to wear green socks. Well, now I know that we're to have chicken tonight because God said have chicken. I hope that sounds a little ridiculous because that's the way this thing is. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, bless God, this great battle has raged. There's no power in the church. All they're doing is jumping up and down and and letting their emotions go crazy, falling on the floor and somebody going uh, speaking in tongues and somebody else interpreting the tongue or somebody else just flat trying to prophesy. And you've heard me scream, month after month and now year after year, where is the power of God? How are we ever going to be able to work in the kind of a power that the Lord Yeshua said, and all that ye shall do, and even greater things ye shall do than I've done. Where's it at? That's why you're here for part of the reason tonight. Especially maybe some of these that have come for the first time. Because folks, it ain't working. For those of us that know that we're drawing and the destiny that the Lord God put into us from the foundations of this world of our forefathers, we're in fulfillment thereof. We have started our journey. Amen. And for those of you that were here the first time we did this, we're not doing all that bad, are we? Every city that we go to, we find Ephraim. Every place we go that Ephraim shows up. What's it about? Because the day that the angel appeared to me and told me, step on the back porch through those siding glass doors, take the shofar, you blow it one time as long and as hard as you can blow it, and you scream, Ephraim, come home! When I walked back in, the angel stood there. He said, now the seed has planted and Ephraim will begin to come forth only took 20 years. You see, with God, time doesn't mean anything. With me, I'm going, well now, let's see. Ten years ago in how many minutes? Twenty years. Now we're coming home. And praise God for that. Amen? Now, in Ephesians 6.12, and most of you know that nothing new here, but what I want to concentrate on within this is real simple. There is a war going on. The first part of the war is for your very soul, okay, your spirit. As long as Satan can deceive you, mislead you, you're not going to find Christ. But once that glorious light comes, you're able to see it, if if you'll receive it, as the Scripture says. So the war is the first to, to, to have you eternally in hell. they the, you know, why not? You might as well be there, so they think. The second thing, as I said earlier, is to prevent you from becoming the fullness of what God ordained you to be from the foundations of the world. If they can't have your soul, the next thing they're going to go after, as I said, is to, is to get you to go a different direction. And boy, there's all kinds of ways. Why does people get so turned on to the supernatural side of this thing? Listen closely. Because it is supernatural, and this God of ours is a supernatural God. Every person that has ever been on the face of this earth, or ever will be on the face of this earth, longs for the connection into the supernatural world with their Maker. Unfortunately, many end up trying to make that connection, or making that connection, to darkness. That's all the stuff of the witchcraft stuff, the occults, and all the things that have gone on that will continue to go on. But you see, through deception, through deception. Now, we went through a whole series one weekend talking about how God forms His army. And to get people to begin to understand that there is uh, going to be a general and all down the line to the privates. Privates do not have any place to go in and knock on the general's door and say, Hey, look, Doc, you're really wrong about what's going on out there and such and such. It just doesn't happen. And we try to get you to understand that, bless God, there is a warfare going on. In order to fight this war, you first have to understand who the enemy is. You have to understand his weaponry. You have to understand what he can do and what he can't do. You've got to understand how to protect yourself, how to protect your family. And you can do that thing. You can do that thing every time if you just understand the instruction. The problem is the church doesn't understand the instruction. You remember me saying last quarterly that the, the newest born-again Christian can, bless God, tell the devil to take a hike and, and cast a, devil, a demon or a devil out of somebody, one the same, and has to come out. Why? The authority of the power of the Son of Almighty God, Yeshua. That's how. It's that simple. But why doesn't it work? Because of the deception. Because, because you see, the church has never understood spiritual warfare. Oh, we've talked about it. But you know, every time there's a war, you seem to lose. But you have to begin to look at or begin to understand what Satan, first off, is trying to do as the God of this world. He said, well, I don't like that part. Well, neither do I. And I didn't have anything to do with it. And neither do you, so get over it. The fact of it is that Satan is the God here. He's going to do everything. That's the reason, folks, that, uh, that as I talked about again last quarterly, he knows how to pull your string. Doesn't he? Sure he does. He knows how to bless God. To, if you're having a problem with somebody, the minute they walk up, Pull the string. Ah, here's the law Lord. Sure he does. And most of us are just fall into that trap, and we fall into that trap, and we fall into that trap. Well, I've got news for you. We're out of the trap. Amen? Amen. We're not going for that thing. So in, in, over here in Ephesians, in the sixth chapter, Paul decided, that, bless God, that he needed to set some things straight because Paul knew these things. This is not something that the Apostle Paul wasn't privy to. Now listen, he says here, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now people have asked me for years, what's this order he's got in? Against powers. Against the rulers of darkness of of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. He said, this is what you are battling against. Now brothers and sisters, again... The battle within this thing is real. This is, this is, this is what's taking place. And Paul said, look, he said, I want you to understand this is not flesh and blood. This isn't because you just don't like the next-door neighbor because his dog comes over and doo-doo's in your yard. This has to do with the unseen world, a world that is always trying to steal from you, destroy from you, and to kill See, people say, well, all he can do with me, if anything, is just to steal. No, steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? He is in the business of death. He's in the business of people being miserable. He's in the, in the business of being in churches and everybody in the churches being sick. I was in a church one time years ago, and everybody there was sick for something. I said, anybody that's sick, come up, and, and everybody stood up, and here they come. I said, Pastor, not everybody here's sick, are they? And he said, Oh, well, I'm there laying my hands on people for two hours. This is this is a tongue talking Pentecostal dancing up and down the aisle, falling on the floor, saints. Anybody know anybody like that? Amen. Where, where 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 can you give God glory through everybody being sick? You can't, can you? But you see. The devil comes to bring misery. He comes to bring disease. He comes to do all these things. Now, when you begin to understand the 91st Psalm, now, you know, again, I've told you how I made the church so mad because I told the church that the 91st Psalm belongs to the law, not the church. Now, I'm sorry. Well, I'm the one that's sorry that you're not smart enough, haven't got enough information to understand the truth. No plague, no disease will come near your dwelling. See, I've been telling some of you here as of lately, and you know that we are going to have some plagues. I know the bird flu is going to become an out-and-out plague one day. Right now they're talking about the swine flu. Now, who wants to go get the first shots to see if you live so the rest of us ought to take them? God forbid. You remember that's what happened way back when. They had a swine flu before. More people died from the vaccination than died from the flu. You say, well, what should I do? Oh, my Lord. Are you sure you want to know? Believe God. All things are possible to him that believeth. Just believe God. Stand at your doorway. Open the door. And say, Satan, because I keep the holy covenant of the Lord my God, because I do, without a shadow of turning, keep the testimony of His holy Son, Yeshua, there is no disease, there is no plague, there is nothing going to come near me, my family, or this dwelling. That's what this thing's coming to. The church is about to find out whether the church is exactly what this prophet has said they are or not. So I have prophesied and told you there will be an exodus from the church after this first round, whatever it ends up being, comes. church can't do anything for them. What are they going to do? Run in and hide and think that you're And you know, some churches, well, now if you're in the sanctuary, you're under the covering of the Almighty. There is nothing going to be able to come through these doors. If you believe that, I will sell you a section of the bridge that they're now building across the Wabash there at Mount Carmel. It's coming. Can you hear it? Put your ear to the Spirit. Listen to the who's of the horsemen. It's at the doorstep. God is trying to prepare the people. The people, for the most part, are still deaf. But it's funny how pain seems to open up their ears. You know, in the vision, I saw the fellow, after a plague had come by, and his family had died. Or some maybe it was one person in his family, I don't remember now. And he had his fist like this, and the pastor opened the door. He said, why did you not tell us the truth? And that's when the angel said, you prophesy and tell the people that when this time comes, there will be an exodus away from the church. Can't discern! You don't understand what's going on in this thing. Satan has come to deceive. The church has been deceived. They don't even know it. You know why? Because when you're, you don't know you're deceived. You do something about it. Somebody say amen. You're God in heaven. I'll get out of it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. This this battle is not against me and you as we're looking at each other. It's about a seen world and an unseen world. By, by, by the way, the the king of Persia at that time hadn't even been born. Okay. So this is this is something that happens after that. Now when you now, so the king of Persia is there, but he hadn't been born. The battles that form there create what you're going to have and be tomorrow, here. That's the reason it's so important, bless God, that, that we're, we're able to discern. It's so important, that, bless God, that we're able to do, do the things that we need to do. To do what? To come back and cut the head of Satan right off. If the whole world lies in wickedness, okay? If the whole world lies in wickedness and in darkness, then Satan is ruling the whole world, He rules everyone who is unsaved. And that is an absolute fact. I want to, want to say something here. and I want you to listen. When people are born again, especially filled with the Holy Ghost, do we still make mistakes? I have my hand up first, okay? Yes, we do. Then bless god there is a mechanism in the spirit world now that you have broken the bondage of wickedness of darkness out of you out of your life now bless god you are moving along going into the areas in which which you feel like god is taking you into now You just happen to have, again, a next-door neighbor. The neighbor on the other side don't have a dog that woo-poos in your yard. He's probably got an alligator that just runs out back. But you and that neighbor have a consultation. You say things which are not seemingly as a Christian, okay? He's a Christian too. You go back in the house all steamed up. Well, that's not the way a Christian ought to be. Now, wait a minute. Let's Don't anybody get holier than thou here. We all get to those places. Somebody shake your head. it will be all right. But let me tell you the difference, and, and this is where a great concern of mine lies. If, in fact, you're born again, especially filled with the Holy Ghost, those things will take place, and they can be all kinds of things. I'm just using that. But sooner or later, the Spirit of God is going to convict you Supernaturally in your spirit, in your heart. And you sooner or later are going to go back and go, I'm sorry, forgive me. Here's what disturbs me. We've got too many people calling themselves Christians that aren't going back and taking care of business. Listen to me closely. They're not saved. The conviction of the Holy Ghost, the Rehachadish, will cause you to go back. It will cause you to go back. when well, these people start saying, I said, well, did you ever go back and make things? Well, I'm not going back and make anything, right? People make mistakes. People do wrong things every day. But the whole difference between us and darkness, we'll go back and we'll apologize and we'll make up. Darkness never does. Now, I don't want to show of hands, but every one of you in this room know people that call themselves Christians that walk right there. We, 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 what are you saying? Are you saying those kind of people come into, into our churches and into our synagogues and every, 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 every week? They're there. Nobody can seem to discern what's going on. Some of you have never heard that put that way. But you meditate that, pray about it, you'll find out it's right. If the Spirit of God is in you, you will do what's right in the end. You will do it. If the Spirit of God isn't in you, oh man, it's never your fault. Hmm? You're not going to forgive. What's the Scripture say? If you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. Sad, isn't it? What's the problem? Wrong teaching and wrong believing. That's what the problem always is. Bless God that they, again, they're not sitting. See, most people are in church to get to heaven. Can I say that again? Most people are in church to get to heaven. The only reason for you to be here is to learn about the Scriptures and put them to work in your life. That's all that this is. Many people see the church as their salvation. Many ministers tell them, well, if you don't come, every week you're backslidden. i got news for you. You can, you can get to heaven without ever going through a door of a church. Now, well, that don't go over well, does it? Yeah, I know. It happens that way. Colossians. Turn with me to the book of Colossians. Somebody say Amen. amen. Hallelujah. It's a little warm in here, but we'll get through this. Besides that, after fasting three days, guess what? There's food on the other side of them there doors, right? And you and I are going to be recipients of that just just pretty pretty soon here, okay? Just hang on. Now, Colossians one twelve and thirteen, giving uh, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meant to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Now we have been delivered now, if we have received the Lord, the Messiah, Mashiach, we have been now delivered from darkness, and, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his, his dear Son. So now the Father has taken us out from under the controls of darkness. Now darkness does not have control of us supernaturally. And see, a lot of times the church misinterprets this, and a lot of times the church begins to believe that, bless God, that, oh, he had no power over us now at all. No, that's supernatural. he doesn't. Now, if you are going to give him place, and we'll get to that scripture sometime this weekend, I assure you, neither give place to the devil. If you give place to him, he's going to take place. If you give place, darkness is going to control the key, brothers and sisters, is understand that the Word, the Word was made life and dwelt among us. And now we are no longer under hell itself or in hell itself. At the end of all this, we now have walked into His glorious kingdom, into His light. Now, you gotta, you gotta realize in, 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 in Ephesians, back there in the 6th chapter, that's what that's really talking about. He has the authority. I'm going to tell you something. He, he has the power. The Bible says He even has glory to give unto whomever He wants to give it to. So now you have been released to this thing supernaturally. Now you don't have to be under it. The the problem of the church not being able to understand the difference between the world that's unseen and the seen world is where the complications come to this thing. You see, uh, I ran into uh, several times, as a matter of fact, um, a a Baptist uh, uh, brother that told me that uh, he couldn't sin anymore. I said, boy, I'm going to join that group. Huh? Huh? I said, well, why do you mean? He said, well, we can't sin. Then washed, washed with the blood. He said, we, we can't sin now. I said, now wait a minute. I said, do you know any Baptist brothers that are drunks? Yeah. Do they go into heaven? Yeah, that's not sin to us. Well, I said, the book says no drunkards are going to enter into the kingdom. Amen. You know anybody them to steal? Oh, yeah, there's some of them steal. That's not sin? No, not to us. Wrong teaching, wrong believing. That's what has got us into the hole that we're in. Because people don't understand. Most people don't want to be around somebody like me because they're afraid. They're afraid that maybe, just maybe, I am who I proclaim to be by the record which proves that I am. And if that's the case, they have some problems that they can't come over the top of. Because they can't produce the anointing. They can't produce the effects of the anointing. And yet at the same time, they say it's real, but they never really see anything happen with it. Then there's the other side that knows, well, it really doesn't happen in our church, and he can't be doing it either. Isn't that sad? Elijah has come in the last day to teach you into the truth to bring you forth and take you back to the land that we were driven from in Israel. The day and the hour is upon us, not the next generation.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that, and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow and remember with God all things are possible.